What's up, everybody? Ears up in depth. Back to cover the most pressing, the perfectly journalistically driven podcast ever. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's up? We are we're here. We're Jason. We're Jeremy. We are Groot, apparently, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we're here to cover some good stories. We got some good stories for you today, Jeremy. At least I do for sure. I have uh, one that I wrote, which is scathing takedown of uh, of uh, well, you'll see. You could probably guess by by what I just said, but uh, uh, it involves journalism and then air quotes on either side. So uh, there's that, and uh, I got Meaning some other like good stories. In depth, in, quote unquote, <laughs> in depth. <laughs> Look, leave me and my uh, my baby show out of this, please. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. But I'm looking forward to your expose. Yeah. How you been, man? You been good? good. You look great. You look great. Oh, you're over there. You, you. It looks like you're in Epcot right now, currently. I'm parked right outside. It's funny. They let me do the show right here in front of Italy. Yeah, well. I wouldn't have thought because, you know. I mean, you just plug in and you can just do it anywhere. That's the thing, man. I plug in. I send my laptop. I'm like, you know, people are walking by. I wish they would shut up. I know, right? Shut so up, everybody. But Fortunately, I have a mic that's really good at only picking up you know, my voice. Yeah. Those are the Italians for you, though. They don't, just don't care. Yeah. Well, they don't care. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, man, I tell you what, uh, coming off the heels of our last show, which was Terrence, we had Terrence back on the show. Oh, right. He had a story about the cruise. Yeah, he went on the Disney cruise. Yeah. And it was a good show. It was nice to have Terrence back. It was good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was like the old days, man. It was fun. Mainly because I didn't have to do anything, of course. I just had to sit there and, and, and make jokes. And you know how much fun that is for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So so this so, so this is an episode I'll have to listen to as soon as possible. <laughs> I just you know in put an earbud in one ear, listen to the show while you do this show, please. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um speaking of shows, why don't you go ahead and go first, Jeremy, since I think you outperformed me this time on the stories. There wasn't for me there wasn't a whole lot that I wanted to talk about. I thought about doing the like the protest outside of Disney World with the Nazi flags and the people yelling white pal this stuff. I just don't I'm emotionally tired of it. I just don't <laughs> I don't have the energy to cover that story. Um I, I just don't I just don't. So I apologize yeah. if you were looking forward to that. Like I'm looking forward to hearing that that. I do have three stories. Right, One of them it. is quite short, but I'm gonna talk about it. So here I go. On what screen, I did on my, sorry, I'm sorry. I ruined it. Go ahead. Go ahead. On the screen, Ariel was making a splash, but in the audience, these adults had a clash. <laughs> a group of adults were seen fighting during a screening of Disney's live action remake of The Little Mermaid at an, a theater in Orlando, Florida, prompting others in the audience to demand refunds because their experience was uh, disturbed wow. by these fighting people. A video on social media captured the moment a group of adults in a cinema began fighting. In the video, adults are heard yelling at each other in the darkness of the movie theater as the song Under the Sea can be heard in the background. <laughs> Other theater goers appeared to step in to try to defuse the situation, but it is not clear from the short video clip if the clash ends. I mean, I'm sure it does eventually because like five days later, they couldn't all still be in there screaming, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, so you're gonna have to when or how? Yeah, if you want to keep screaming, you got to buy four more tickets. Okay, just put on my card. <laughs> this guy is wrong. He needs to know it. Well, according to people in the comment section of the video, the brawl began when a young couple was spotted making out <gasps> oh my in one of the goodness. rows and were ignoring pleas to stop. 
So, I mean, have you ever been in that situation? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to try to, like, yeah, I was going to try to break it up into like, well, I've never been asked to stop by people watching. Um, but then I realized I never really like made out in a movie theater, you know, like made no. out, made out, like, you know, you kiss or something, but like what you would call making out. No, I don't know. No. I've never made out in a theater. No, it's too expensive. I'm not paying eight bucks to just, you know, close my <laughs> eyes. make out. Yeah. Come on, dude. World's most expensive make out session. Right. How old were these people? Do you know? rather unclear okay because um, also i don't I, think they were in like their 50s i no. think they were a bit younger because i feel like if you, they have to be younger right because number one you're in a movie theater watching the little mermaid um, right. with no kids I, I, presumably number two um you're making out <laughs> <laughs> right so you know a kiss that's fine kissing is great you know i guess if you're into that but like full on making out during a movie to the point where people are yelling at you to stop and you don't. That's a young mindset right there. That is that is probably 16, 17 year old like. Right. We can't stop. Yeah. I don't want to. Screw them. I'm going to do what I want. This is America. Yeah. Let's take it up yeah. a notch. We're going to French. <laughs> <laughs> I will get to second base in this movie theater or, you know, die trying. Well, it isn't quite clear in the video if that is the exact cause, but one of the angry voices can be heard saying multiple times, quote, in front of my daughter, in front of my daughter. So that does sort of track with that claim that this person didn't want them making out doing this in front of her child. Would you like to hear audio? Very much of this so. incident. Absolutely. To you. All right. You ready for it? Let's go. Hit me with it. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Get that refund. She's right. Uh-uh. No way. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't put up with that either, man. Absolutely not. I just love the absolute irony that this lady is angry over how someone is behaving in front of her daughter. Mm-hmm. So she reacts like that <laughs> in front and of starts her daughter. to fight with people. Clearly, this is someone quite interested in role modeling good behavior in front of children. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. It all stemmed from the fact that she's mad that they're making out in front of her daughter. Yeah, it's very much like um, do as I say, not as I do parenting. Behave Um, yourself in front of my child while I I absolutely lose my shit all over you. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what happened there. But I have to say, I don't think you deserve a... Uh, a refund because having listened to the new version of Under the Sea, I think I'd rather hear that lady scream. Not in front of my daughter. Actually, it's not that bad. It's not that great, but it's not that bad. That's what I understand, where I think a lot of these remakes are kind of moving to the middle ground of just being okay. It'll still make money. It's all just serviceable. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And apparently the maker outers were servicing themselves. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> the maker outers also. <laughs> good turn of phrase. That's a good turn of phrase, Jeremy. Um, let's start with a little bit of rumor. I don't like reporting on rumors. I, I, I really don't. But this one is funny because it, it crops up every like two or three years. 
ever since ever since uh well i mean ever since it happened uh there's a rumor that someone is interested in purchasing lucasfilm and star wars from the walt disney company cool and i read the headline and it's like uh surprisingly it's not from inside the magic and (laughs) you know it's like well yeah of course some of of course so apparently it's a foreign oil tycoon who grew up watching star wars and so okay let me back up. First of all, of course, people are interested in purchasing it. There's, you can probably throw a rock at Davos and you know hit somebody who goes like, "Yeah, I would buy the Lucasfilm, absolutely for sure." But apparently, what happened here is someone actually made an offer to Disney. Supposedly, rumor has it, right? It's not. It, it's never going to happen. Uh, I mean, no. you have to be some kind of. I don't know, individual without a brain, and you just have a collection of like seashells in there instead. There's no you, you, to think that you're to think that Disney's going to sell Star Wars to anybody for any amount of money. How they could ever start decoupling themselves from Star Wars? I don't even understand it. It is ensconced in every aspect of that park. Their entire yeah. business model has been based on that franchise for the last ten years. It's all they've got. I tell you what. <laughs> It would service the brand better if Disney would offload it on somebody who actually knew how to tell a story and didn't do what we kind of just talked about, produce serviceable movies. Right. I couldn't agree more. This new rumor comes from YouTuber Overlord DVD, who reveals one of his Hollywood spies informed him, quote, so we've been told there's an individual interested in buying Star Wars. So this rumor was told us three-ish weeks ago, and we pretty much laughed about it and moved on. Now, we have several sources confirming this, and while Disney may not sell, we've been told that there is an offer on the table. He added, according to this, the potential buyer is an oil tycoon from overseas. Allegedly, he grew up loving Star Wars movies and has only recently seen the latest movies, and he wants to fix them. Oh. And and to that I say, sell, yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) Do a George Lucas on these other movies, please, for the love of God. Uh, the latest source said, uh, made this claim, said this guy is willing to pay $8 billion and he won't even miss it. And Disney can keep the rides and even make new ones, but will never allowed to make a, be an, will never be allowed to make another movie show or cartoon. Sounds like a good deal actually for Disney. It kind of does. I mean, they're having, they have problems with the movies anyway. I mean, you know, there's been two or three of these Disney movies that needed rewrites and multiple directors to pull them together. And even then the storylines are sort of weird and wonky. You know, the cartoons yeah. are fine, I guess. You know, the TV shows are, are, are good and or, like I said, on record, that's the best thing they've done post, post buyout. Absolutely. Everything else is sort of serviceable. Fan service, bleh, whatever. But Andor really, I think, tried to push a narrative and tried to take storytelling in a new direction with Star Wars, make it a lot darker for a lot longer. And, um, I mean, that's what, in my opinion, that's what made Empire Strikes Back the best Star Wars movie because it was the darkest of the three. People want that. It, it's, it's, it, it's a story. It's a timeline. It's a universe that lends itself very well to dark storytelling with a little bit of humor here and there. You know, you got to lighten up a little bit. But. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's, um, that's, the, that's the, basically, that's it. That's the rumor. I don't think it's going to happen. But I do like the fact that there are people out there who supposedly are interested in buying Star Wars to fix it. Do you think that I could persuade this person to instead spend their $8 billion on building a new Epcot 
that is more <laughs> true to to fix that and make it more true to the original. Like, give me back a horizon. So eight billion. You could probably do it for four billion. He could spend half of that. Forget about Star Wars and give me an Epcot with illuminations. Make right? it in the Middle East. I'll fly to Qatar or wherever the hell it is. Let's go. Yeah, I mean. It no, would be nice. So? I mean, they could look. They could use the money. D- Disney could use the money. Uh, they bought Star Wars for four billion, so you're doubling your money. You can keep the rides. You can make new rides. You and you don't have to worry about the entertainment arm, you know, pulling bad numbers or whatever. You can keep all the stuff you already made. Sell the merchandise. Sell the stuff, but you're just not. But but then again, the merchandise ties back in that feedback loop back into the movie. So you know, it's not that interesting, I guess. But to clear $8 billion, to clear $4 billion in the sale of this thing on top of money you've already made. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Especially for a company that's still servicing, what, $70 billion in debt? Right. Knock some of that down. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I I, don't like the idea of, of that franchise going to an overseas, you know, oil baron. Um, that would just be weird. <laughs> he's not a baron. He's a tycoon. Oh, is there a difference? I have no idea. I don't know what the definition of either of those things are. I'd like to be known as a tycoon. You're a tycoon a of Disney, Disney music. Radio station tycoon. There you go. That's it. Anyway, that's what's happening in the rumor mill, Jer. Virtual races are a great way to pedal overpriced run Disney medals. <laughs> Disney has cracked the code. They don't need the hassle of holding these huge run Disney events to get your money and have to deal with traffic and transportation and feeding people and the logistics of putting on these races. They can just charge guests directly for the medals and ship them to them. Oh, geez. Under the guise of virtual races. And they've added more to the calendar. <laughs> to the calendar. I love a f- it. A first of its kind event is coming this holiday season. The Run Disney 12Ks of Christmas. Oh, my God which is a series of three separate 4K running events and a challenge to do all three. They're coming, and they'll all be hosted by favorite Disney friends. That's according to Disney. Okay. Also according to Disney, it's a perfect way to stay motivated during the holiday season and keep you from sledding off your training plans for a future run Disney event. The only thing sweeter than a chorus of Disney characters will be the sound of you crossing the finish line <laughs> the virtual Plus, finish line i know what finish line people aren't doing this they're calling up there this is a mail order metal program like let's get yeah, serious right Plus, who doesn't love a few? I'm still reading Disney's right about this. This is how much like gibberish they've. There's not no news here. It's all just saying. <laughs> it continues. Plus, who doesn't love a few extra presents during the holidays, especially when they're your hard for your hard earned efforts. So that's Disney's marketing for the 12 Ks of Christmas. I do suppose you know I have friends. I know a few people who have done the virtual race, but yeah, I Taryn and I did one with, with Alice. It was a, oh, did you Sesame Sesame Street one? It was like oh, a Grover, okay. you know, whatever. And it was cute. And we, you know, but we walked most of it because, we, you know, Alice is like three at the time. We're not going to run with her. But, yeah, you know, we mailed away. We got a medal, but it was like 50 bucks. It was like super cheap. And we got a shirt and a medal. It's cool. Well, these are 48 each, $48 for each 5K. And then if you're going to do the challenge, it's just 160 for the for the whole thing. Okay. But I don't know. What do you do with the medal? Well, to me, all of the gratification in the race is wearing the medal around at the park the day after. This medal comes to you and then to goes you, on the yes, hook. that is that is one hundred percent. You're exactly right. So I don't quite get it, but I guess people are going to do it. Registration for the new virtual races will open July twenty fifth. 
six months till Christmas with more details to be released soon. So stay tuned to rundisney.com for the more info on registering for the 12Ks of Christmas. And I guess if you are doing that, you know, Disney World Marathon weekend is the first weekend of January. So I suppose if you are running one of those races, this is a good way to sort of keep yourself in shape through December to get yourself, you know, so you don't fall off and have to phone it in at the real one. Mm, That makes sense. You know what else makes sense, Jeremy? Summer's right around the corner, and our friends at the 21st Amendment are celebrating the return of the warmer days with their popular and everyone's favorite seasonal beer, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat. The brewers at the 21st Amendment brew an American wheat beer with real watermelon juice, creating a refreshing, fruity, and quenching beer, or what they affectionately call summer in a can. Hell or High Watermelon Wheat will make any weekend barbecue or beach time activity that much better. When visiting the California Bay Area, be sure and stop in at the 21st Amendment's San Francisco Brew Pub at 563 2nd Street, just two blocks from where baseball is played. And also, be sure and visit their brewery tap room just across the bay in San Leandro with an outdoor beer garden. I will be there in August sometime at, uh, in San Leandro, and I can't wait to go back. What do you think of that? Why not till August? Just go all the time. It's not that far from you. You should be there it's, every week. It's far. I mean, you're right. But, you know, it's, it's far enough. <laughs> Um, let's see. I have a I have a thing that I think you'll enjoy. It's just commentary, and then we'll take a a break. Okay. I think you want to do that. All right. Sure. So you know we like to make fun of the uh, the Disney uh, podcast, right? The, the travel podcast, whatever it's called. I have no idea what it's called. Well, it, does that even still exist? I thought. I think so. I think it's the Plan Disney, right? Plan Disney. Oh, okay. Podcast? Probably. Is that yeah, what it's called? Something like that. Yeah. Sponsored by State Farm. Um, <laughs> I happened to cross someone on. Twitter, who drug this up into like the Twitter atmosphere, which I've only ever really heard people complain about it on our show. It's like us complaining whenever I listen back to the show to edit it. That's the only people I hear complaining about it. This person, Jenny Nicholson, she says, one of the weirdest Disney marketing things I've come across is this weird fake podcast where they've (laughs) held these three women hostage to basically pretend to be normal fans who are not working for the company as they rigidly read extremely scripted ad copy to us. (laughs) (laughs) This is so true. And then here's a clip. Here's the clip that she pulled to, to like embed in her tweet. So when you arrive at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, you will be greeted by cast members. And the cast members make the experience so easy. So they welcome you, they check you in, and they give you your data band. This will allow you access to your cabin, but it also helps you with some secret missions on board. So you want to make sure that that stays close to you. After you check in, you jump into a launch pod. Okay. And in my opinion, this is when the adventure really begins. <laughs> in my opinion, this is when the adventure really begins. When the yeah. actual stuff happens. You know, checking in or whatever, that's not really an adventure. But the adventure <laughs> begins when the scripted things that you're paying $5,000 to do start. <laughs> and so they're recording inside of, um, like, basically the the waiting room or the holding cell or whatever before you get on um uh the millennium falcon ride or whatever so okay. they're like they're you know on the millennium falcon and so the, you can hear the echo it's just it sounds terrible and they got those mics driven up so high that when this lady breathes i mean she is i mean you hear my breath sometimes but i'm like on the mic she is at least two feet away from this microphone so she's back like this and she just breathes normally, and you can hear it. And it's like, oh, my God, what are you guys doing? And they have $400 <laughs> mic. They have, they have the same microphone I have. They have three of them. They're expensive <laughs> as hell. And, like, it's just it's, – it's, 
astronomically bizarre to me how they can't, you know, I just, I comment, it's like, dude, I talk about this all the time on my show. Like, just give us real people talking about real things, not just reading a script and saying, whoa, this is cool. Like, who is this? Who is this for? Well, who is that poor schlub that the the person's talking to in the background who's going, oh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there is a, like, there is like a lady. Like they've been so enlightened by this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lady sitting next to the person talking and people are like keying in on her because she looks like checked out. Like who knows how long she's been sitting there. Actually, I think someone <laughs> says she's been. Um, they make that woman sit there for like a 45 minute stretch where she doesn't get to say anything and just has to look at them like that. Uh, it just gives me so much joy that like i because i we aren't the only ones right my worry is that other people are listening to this and thinking wow that's so informative when obviously it's just crap it's just it's just marketing yeah it's just empty pap and that i was so worried that people were listening to it and thinking it was great but they don't no one thinks that's great i don't think i mean obviously it didn't work look at they just have to close the whole thing they can't think that it's great, but I do think that there probably was some attachment or whatever to it because it's from Disney. That's why I don't know. You know what I mean? That's why people do a lot of these weird things for Disney. It's like, oh, it's a. I'm, I feel like behind the scenes. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see the numbers on it, and I hope they do it at some point again soon. And then, but have it a real pod. Have a conversation. Just do this. They're not doing that. It's not happening. Get it out of your head. I know. I know. <laughs> But that's good for us because it gives us something to talk about. But it's true. You don't like making fun of it too much. I well, because I don't want to get too dragged. I don't want to I don't want to get too bogged down with with doing that. I mean, I could make it our whole show is just sit and make fun of that podcast. But then at some point it's like, well, now we're just being cruel to these women who have a job and who, quite frankly, I would I would want that job. I mean, I want to get paid <laughs> to do this. I, mean, I want to get paid. So I guess you're nicer than me. I have no problem being cruel to those people. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. I also am nicer than you. I just don't want to do it for that long. That's all. Just every once in a while. I could never stop. (laughs) And you would be happy. I'd be perfectly happy. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break, Jared. We'll come right back and we'll uh, do some more news. I got uh, at least one, if not maybe two stories left. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how long this one goes. Oh, you're keeping me in suspense. There you go. All right, everybody. Hang on a second. It's Ears Up In Depth. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In-depth, reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. All right, Jerry, what you got? On a previous story, I bring you more dirt about a guy putting his camera up a woman's skirt. (laughs) Do you remember this? Of course I do. Yes, absolutely. I remember this story. Well, in case the listeners don't, uh, on the show recorded last month on May 1st, I told you about Jorge Diaz Vega. He was a 26-year-old who was fired from Disney's Hollywood Studios where he was caught and arrested for allegedly recording videos up women's skirts and dresses over the course of six years. He was working at, uh, what do we call it? Doc Ondar's yeah. Den of Antiquities. Doc, Doc Underwears. 
den yeah. of videos. Which I guess is where you get the swords. Yes. So Diaz Vega, lightsabers, that's Come where you on. get them. Well, <laughs> who cares? Well, Diaz Vega <laughs> uh, can't seem to stop. Because he's back out in society following the previous incident, but according to a probable cause affidavit, deputies with the Orange County Sheriff's Office on June 5th responded to a call at the Publix located at the 3800 block of Unpleasant Hill Road in Osceola County to a lewd and lascivious act. Upon arriving at the store, deputies spoke with a woman who said she was in the bakery section when she noticed a man wearing a baggy gray shirt following her and her husband, describing her him as... Big, tall, heavy set, dark skinned, with black hair and a black beard. She I, said the I could man, have I could have guessed his <laughs> I could have guessed that description of him just by what he was doing. Or yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he might as well tell me he frequented of... gamer chats and was on 4chan. Like, you know what? I mean? You can just put this whole man's life together based on what he's doing right he's now. Like, he's a total gamer. Uh she said the man who was later identified as the same or hey Diaz Vega suddenly passed behind her. Now, this is where it. I have all my questions answered because I don't know if you remember, but I was like, how did he do this? Yeah, How yeah. do you get down? And I, I wondered if he had it on a selfie stick. Like, I couldn't figure out how this was happening for so long without someone noticing a camera between their legs. Well, here it is. She said the man was uh, suddenly passed behind her and then knelt to the side of her with his phone in his hand. Oh, my she God. She suspected that he was recording or taking photos of her. So she then told her husband what happened, and he began to follow the man to see what he was doing. She said that Diaz Vega then got on the checkout line behind another woman. The victim watched him take his phone and move it underneath the woman's dress. So uh, he's doing it to two people <laughs> in the same store. On a phone? With a phone? Like there's with no like like mini camera attached to a shoe or something? cool like that he's just like blatantly like i don't know man go go camera shoe phone (laughs) uh so she tells deputies she's like he was taking pictures of women's undergarments in the checkout line too so the victim then yells at ds she's pissed now so she yells at ds vegas she's like stop which this caused him to leave the store Mm -hmm. but her husband runs out catches up with him and takes the phone okay grabs it yeah and Diaz Vega, it goes, <laughs> allegedly, according to the police report, he says, I've been fired for this before. <laughs> Do not call the police. I promise I'll delete the photos. Wow. Like, he knows the jig is up. So then, according to the affidavit, Diaz Vega left the store be- and he left it, leaving his phone behind with the victim's husband. The husband said he opens the phone and observed a video depicting his wife the dress she was wearing at the time of the incident, and her underwear. Deputies en route to the scene were able to locate Diaz Vega after being provided his license plate number and a description of his vehicle and took him back into custody. The phone Diaz Vega allegedly used to film the women was actually owned by his father, who consented to a search of the device. On the device, the phone allegedly had upskirt videos of both of the women, and surveillance footage from the store corroborated the stories provided about his alleged actions. Diaz Vega is back out of jail once again on $5,000 bond, but has been instructed by the Osceola County judge to stay away from all public supermarkets. So I guess he's going to have to get his cold cuts at Winn-Dixie now. Right. Because, <laughs> uh, maybe Aldi. Aldi. 
Like he's why is he not barred from having photographic like you can get a flip phone without a camera on it like why is he not barred from that but he's barred from Publix. I don't I don't know how this works. He's I mean he he's on bond. So this isn't over for him. I mean, he must have to have a, he must have a court date. Like he's not just out, right? So I guess yeah. now he has two counts or two charges. I would imagine he's going to have to go to court at some point. I don't know what the what the charge is for this or what the pen the potential penalty for this is. Even I mean, at some point you could say like, is this aggravate? Like, is this I don't know. Like, it's not just video videotaping someone. Like, you're kind of. Yeah, I would think voyeurism is a is an actionable thing, but I don't know in Florida. I mean, you know, you're awfully <laughs> close to someone's personal space. I would think that yeah. there's got to be there's got to be something more than just voyeurism. There's got to be something about I, I don't know if assault's the right word, but geez, like a threatening, I mean, it's like threatening behavior or something like that. Right. You know, who we knows? need an attorney. Yeah, a Florida attorney. We need that. So oh, wild man, geez, he's out. Uh, but yeah, he was our friend from Hollywood Studios, and he's still tormenting the people of the greater Orlando <laughs> metropolitan area with that phone. Ugh. So I don't know what's going to happen next, but we'll keep our eyes out, and I will bring you up to speed on the latest events surrounding Jorge Diaz Vega. Please do. <laughs> Always. All right, Jeremy. Well, one of my favorite Disney-related hobbies, Jer, is, of course, everybody knows, when I dress up like Mickey Mouse to clean my rain gutters. But I've long since outgrown that costume, so I've been left adrift, having to find a suitable replacement that won't be too detrimental to my mental health. And unfortunately, I have done the opposite and fixated on one of the largest targets on the internet, InsideTheMagic.com. Oh, God. For years, I have reveled in mocking the dramatic and overhyped nonsense headlines from this bastion of poor writing. If everything these people wrote about was actually based in our reality, the Disney parks would have been ghost towns years ago. So, Jason, you might ask, who printed out the last ITM headline and shoved it in your pipe and made you smoke it? Or something. Ironically, nobody. Nothing actually happened with, uh, with headlines or anything like that. Today's rant comes from my browsing of LinkedIn, which, of course, is the job site trying to be a social media platform. I noticed several postings for something called Fact Checker for Disney Entertainment Websites. It's the plural of that last word, websites, that really piqued my interest. And while I'm not the most informed man when it comes to keeping up with the plethora of Disney blog sites, I always like to see who's hiring and what they pay. I mean, I am looking for work, so, you know, it makes sense, right? And that's really the headline. It's, it's you know, and there was like four or five of them. Um, all with the same copy. So it's like from a job board or something like that. But the first sentence sent me into orbit for a few reasons. Just immediately off rip, the first sentence blasted. No brains left. Here it is. Quote, Inside the Magic is the number one site online for Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios, and more. Well, who, who is ranking these? What, what ranking is that? Who can just say claim number one? Um, you know, I worked at a homebrew shop and, uh, you know, we used to say the world's largest, you know, online homebrew shop or whatever. And um, and uh, we were fine with that until someone because we were basically waiting for someone to go like, well, I don't prove it. And then we would get numbers. It was like back when, like, we really cared about that stuff. So I guess you could just say it. And then, you know, if, you know, WDWNT or whatever comes over and be like, hey, you can't you're not the number one. We're the number one. And they would compare it. I don't know. 
who knows? Who you cares? should say like the premiere or the best or the the, the latest breaking. Those are all yeah. adjectives that really could be more loosely interpreted. Sure, but it's also inside the magic writing this. So keep that in mind. Sensational already. Fair. Right? Right. Um the the claim, uh the ITM is the number one site for well, it doesn't actually really say. It, it says the number one site online for Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios, and more. Like for, but for for what? I would guess the number one site online for Disney World would be the Disney World website. I just the right. thought. I don't know, right? Yeah, that's where you would go. Right. Also, they use the word number and then the number sign, so you can tell absolutely that somebody at ITM wrote this. So it said it would go <laughs> inside the magic is the number number one site online. Or maybe it's a hashtag. I don't know. But it's very, very funny. The post continues. Quote, plus movie news. for They start the plus. Just fresh sentence. Plus movie news for all of your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars films. Covering the most interesting, entertaining, and unique entertainment experiences in the worlds of theme parks, movies, TV, video games, conventions, special events, and so much more. Okay. Now, I love a run-on sentence as much as the next pseudo-journalist, but this about collapsed my (laughs) lungs trying to read it out loud. I mean, you know, we could just pick pick that apart, too. It's like, how many... First of all, you have the word entertaining and then entertainment two words after. It's just poor writing, terrible writing. Put a period yeah. in there. Break up your thoughts a little bit. You're, you're trying to shove everything that you can ever think about your weird website into one sentence, and it doesn't work. Just putting more commas doesn't fix anything. But here's where things get interesting, aside from the terrible, gra- terrible grammar. Apparently, ITM owns and operates multiple Disney-related sites on the internet, each focusing on weirdly phrased news about the parks. It's not just inside the magic. It's not just inside the magic. There's multiple. Oh. There's multiple sites. And so it, are they? Is it clear to say? Like, if you go to one of them, is it like, oh, this is clearly a subsidiary of, of ITM, or is it like totally in disguise as operating a completely separate thing? I'm reading the disclaimer right now, and uh, no, it is not. It is not uh, clear whatsoever. Um, and, and it's funny because it says uh, at the bottom it says copyright 2023, all rights reserved. But there's no there's no company that it's copywritten about. You know, it's like it's just it's That's just weird. filler. Yeah. yeah. So they're definitely trying to be shady about it. So let's jump back into the post and take this next part very slowly. Okay. Okay. DisneyDining.com is the number two is the number number two site online for Walt Disney World news coverage and entertainment. With a focus on Disney food content, the site also covers all things Disney park and entertainment related with selective coverage of Pixar, Universal, Marvel, and Star Wars. Yes, Jeremy, ITM owns DisneyDining.com. It's so funny that you say that. I have, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, maybe within the last year, I was on here railing about Disney dining. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because they were sensationalizing a car crash. Yes, I remember that. It didn't That's even happen right. on Disney property, but it was like they were like, it have some, a man died on the road to Disney. And it wasn't even really the road to Disney. Like it was like you would think that's World Drive. I had no idea that that was part of ITM. I just thought it was another trashy website. It turns out it's just part of the same garbage group of people. Yes, absolutely. 
Oh 100%. And that, I You've agree. just blown my mind and then also made everything make sense. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you can look at the headlines and see many, many similarities between these two sites, but I had no idea they were related apart from both of them having a flair for clickbait. Apparently now they're multiplying. Here are the other websites that look pretty brand new. I'm scared. I'm fr- I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I would be surprised if you heard of any of these, honestly, cuz they're they're very I think they're very young. I don't know. Disney Fanatic, Disney Tips, How to Disney, and Disney Dreamer are sister sites of Inside the Magic and Disney Dining, comma, with growing audiences. This is back from the post again. So, you know, I had to go to these doorways to Hades and investigate. And these so-called sister sites are basically mirror images of one another running the same website theme. Disney Fanatic and Disney Tips are the same theme. And How To and Disney Dreamer are also the same thing. All four completely loaded and bogged down with ads. But what do they actually report on? Well, I have them all up here. So Disney Fanatic, their top story, guest kicked out of Disney Park for hassling cast members. The next one, Disney Marketing Campaign spams fans' ends in epic payoff. Epic. Okay, Okay. cool. Then uh, let's see. Oh, Tron Round 2. Another Disney World attraction drags on more than 2,000 after initial announcement. 2,000 what? What in God's (laughs) name are you even talking about? And they're all written by the same person. Mm. Oh, actually, you know what? Not on Disney Fanatic. On the other ones, they are. But this one, these are actually different people. Disney and Pixar are desperate for a hit. Is Elemental the one? What do you mean talking about a hit? What are you talking about? Nobody's desperate for a hit. They have, they, 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 their money multiplies at the box office weekly. They're not desperate for anything. Well... This was fun, too. Disney website mysteriously breaks down, citing, quote, technical issues. What do you mean mysteriously? Nothing mysteriously happened. Well, there's no mystery when a Disney website goes down. They go down once a week. Let me solve the issue for you. Their tech sucks. It's not a mystery. We all know. Oh, man. Wait, so did you say it's Disney dining or Diz dining? This is Disney fanatic. Right, but what but is the, the dining one? Disney dining. Okay. Disney fans are learning the heartbreaking truth about this iconic villain, and it's like a scar thing or whatever. And these are all written on the same day. These are all posted on June 13th, today. All of the, And I'm on the second page of posts. It's just constant, constant, constant content. So what do you think the benefit of having, like, no, who's going to the Disney fanatic website? Like, um, no one's ever even heard of it. Well, I think it's just to get, uh, just ranking. Um, so I thought about this, and, and for a second I was like, yeah, that's smart. Just diversify. Um, you can have different topics, and you can sort of maybe A-B test and be like, okay, what headline grabs people to probably feed into similar content or whatever. But then the other part of me is like, you're just basically competing against yourself. It's like if I launched another Disney podcast underneath the Disney website and talked about the same stuff. You're, I'm just competing for my own listener base. So that that wouldn't make any sense. And so to yeah, me, I, I think they're just it. sort of shooting themselves in the foot. Also, they're just loaded with ads. I mean, they're just so they don't really care. They're just, it's ad revenue. It's just ad revenue. They could probably take an article from DisneyTips.com, feed it through ChatGPT, post it on Disney Dining, and, you know, they'll get ad revenue from both sites. But I also think that the blowback is getting pretty big. That's my thought. Um, cause like I went to like page 30 on that last page, I forget Disney fanatic or whatever. 
And it's only been up since May. So these are like brand new sites, I think. Mm. And so I wonder if the online backlash against the ITM brand is sort of like eating into maybe their their profits, their ad revenue. And so they're just kicking out, spinning out new sites. I don't know. Very conspiratorial. Um, DisneyTips.com. It looks just as the same headline as uh, as Disney Fanatic and as as uh, DisneyDining.com. It's the same same layout. Like they're just using the same thing, right? They don't even care. Um, Disney World website not available. That's the first story. <laughs> it would, like it, that's such a low effort headline. Is, are you asking me? Are you asking uh, yeah, me I, if it's available? I don't know. Why don't you try going to it? Oh man, someone uh, someone refers to. Oh, never mind. Um, let's see. And then there's something about new details on Disney's halfway to the holiday celebration. How to do Disney with a non-Disney fan. And again, these are all written by um, these are all written by the same person and on the same date. They're all published on the 13th. So these people are cranking out. I don't know. What's the name of the author? Uh, well, see, one is Stephen Wilk. He's written a fair amount, and the other is Serafina Lofaso. Okay. Um, rent Walt Disney's former home. Okay. I mean, I guess. Oh, uh, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, 40 grand a month. So then we go to how to Disney and that's a little different format, but basically very, very similar. All the same ads on the right hand side, six problems you could face at Disney this summer. <laughs> okay. Six problems you could face. I mean, paying it off would be number one through six. Uh, the second story, Walt Disney World traditions to begin on your honeymoon. Like, first of all, get out of my honeymoon. I don't. Um, live music spots we never miss in Walt Disney World. Seven Disney snacks we always take home with us. Stop buying snacks at home at Disney and taking them home with you. You don't do that. <laughs> Nobody does that. Nobody goes, I, these are my seven snacks I bring home. The only thing I bring home is the fr- friggin' Matterhorn macaroons. That's it. Seven, like I read an article about it, though. Seven Disney snacks we always take home. And well, most- I suppose it's just a different way of saying here's seven snacks that are really great and you should try. But yeah, here's where I here's it where is. It's, it's the clickbaity thing, though. Of like, oh, well, what does this person always do? No, you don't always do it. You're lying. Right. And, all right. We've got all seven. We can leave now. Yeah. And they're all written by Victoria. They're all written by the same person. So it's like one here's- person just busting out this information. Go ahead. Here's what bothers me. DisneyDining.com. Yes. I pull it up. Okay. Right now, that's a website that is uh, ostensibly with a focus on food. It's in the name. Right? Dining. Disney Dining. Yeah. First article. Family loses everything while they're away at Walt Disney World with a picture of a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm interested in finding out about what I'm going to eat or snacks or food options at Disney World, why are you? What is this? You know, to be honest with you, that picture, I thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. No, I had no idea. Um, yeah, I agree. It's it's very uh, it's very odd. Um, and then you know a little bit down, Disney looks to FBI for guest protection. And then right underneath that is best ice cream options at Mag- Magic Kingdom Park. And this is the only website you can have a photo of a Nazi flag right above <laughs> a story about best ice cream options at Magic Kingdom Park. Like they, I think that's probably why they're also <laughs> fracturing off because they're so melted cranally. That they, I think they're they're going into too many directions in their key sites, so they have to branch them out to other things. That's why they're very specific, like how to Disney. So that's probably assuming going to be a bunch of you know tips. You got Disney Dreamer, um, the very first, the very first article, doze off in style, the best places to nap while visiting Walt Disney World. How yeah. you want to read that? Is that something someone wants to read? 
What are you talking about? Well, if you need any help going to sleep, pull up this website. <laughs> uh, and then here's another one. Timeline of Disney's most historical events. I just, well, you know, at least there's at least that's pulling together something different, something kind of. OK, here's yes. some big things in the Disney timeline. That's, sure. I, I'm not I don't have any problem with that. OK, yeah, I just think it's weird. I don't know. Um, and I, then so you I go to it's in- weird to rank the ice cream options. Magic <laughs> yeah, there's three of them. Um, then you go to Inside the Magic, and then it's uh, the very top story. You can live in Walt Disney World's or Walt Disney's former LA home, but be prepared to pay a hefty price. We already know it's forty grand. It's on your other stupid website. Like why not? <laughs> like, like, but this is what I mean, right? They take the same story, maybe rewrite it a bit in ChatGPT. It's my theory, and then they put a different headline on it, and they go, which is which is triggering more which is uh which is trending right. more you know and then they go with that and i think they're they're redefining their um their their headlines i think they're just redefining what they're doing right it's all an experiment we're yeah. just pawns in this game right i agree um yeah anyway man i don't know that's 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 what i had discovered and i wanted to share it with everybody because um you know i do try to protect <laughs> protect y'all um from clicking on this dumb stuff because it is it's trash it's poorly written it's uninformative and it's outrage clickbaity nonsense and i dislike it but i want to come back to the post i want to come back to that job post because okay like as shifty and greasy as itm is having more than one site isn't really a bad idea especially if your main brand is a crap brand as theirs is so what are they actually looking for in this job post i was very curious Mm. what are they paying well the role is you know fact checker right they say grow our new fact checking arm from the ground up for twenty dollars an hour dog that is a salaried position sorry like you want someone to outline processes and set up an infrastructure you need to be paying an actual salary it it just that was mind blowing to me. Uh, did it go away? Did I just delete it? <gasps> um, yeah, it was mind blowing to me that they're not paying a salary; that it's just twenty bucks an hour. But then also help us like define this whole entire arm of our company for across six different websites. What do you think their offices look like? Like, are they renting <laughs> space somewhere? Is this in like a tower downtown LA? Like, where is, it is this? It is remote. Uh, I believe the company is you know, the company is in California. I think I actually don't really know. Um, so here's the re- here's the rest of the role. Uh, Inside the Magic is looking for an innovative, detail-oriented, passionate, and knowledgeable fact-checker to join our team. You will be responsible for overseeing fact-checking on Inside the Magic, Disney Dining, and the rest of our sister sites. We are looking to hire a full-time contractor. So, contractor, that means they don't have to pay you benefits or do anything like that. 20 bucks an hour, and they can fire you at will. So, that's cool. We are looking for someone in the U.S. or European time zones. This role is perfect for you if you have... A passion for Disney TV and film and theme park culture. Great attention to detail. Best in class research skills. You want top of cream of the crop for $20 an hour as a contract position? Peace, dude. No wonder at this time there's only four people who have applied for this. Well, they didn't say what class. (laughs) You're just the best in the lowest worst class. Responsibilities. Fact check articles at a high frequency. Does that include, um, you know, mis- or labeling the uh, the headlines that they generate as like disinformation? 
Is that is that part of your your whatever? Anyway, grow yeah. our new fact checking arm from the ground up. Work closely with the directors of content. Capitalized. Oh my god! Yeah. Can you imagine who that? Or, <laughs> like, I'd love to meet. I'm meet the director of content. <laughs> is that an SVP role? Let's see. Uh, to establish and implement new fact checking protocols. Yeah. So you're sitting there. You're trying to do all this stuff. Twenty bucks an hour, dude. No. Add to content in the way that aligns with ITM's voice, tone, and brand. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I should be paying you for that privilege. Collaborate, blah, 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 blah. Please note that you'll be joining a fast-paced and high-achieving team. You'll be held to high expectations and challenged for only 20 bucks an hour. And you'll also be supported in your growth in this role professionally as well as personally. Imagine receiving personal growth uh, help from ITM. The application. Yeah, I really want to be like. I want to grow as a person by those dirty, greasy, <laughs> skanky, awful, <clears throat> clickbaity. They're abusive to their reader. Like they have no relationship yeah. with their reader. What these people are? They're te- they're technology people who are using technology and ad serving to make money any way they can. That is it. They are not interested in Disney. They don't love Disney things. They don't because they write about it in a way that doesn't. They just. They just want your eyeballs for two seconds, and they get paid. doesn't matter. Uh, the application procedure is simple, and this is really boring, but it's going somewhere, I promise. Uh, first, the answer, uh, first, answer the below questions in the link. Shortlisted candidates will receive a second round of questions so I can understand you as a person better. As a person better. I can understand you as a person better. I'm not a person better. I'm a person. Would you like to understand me better as a person? Better as a person? <laughs> Jeez, dude. After the second round of questions, you will be invited to perform a test project. So to me, this is a giant red flag because you'll get a lot of these people who are trying to interview for like social media. Uh, a, a couple of breweries have gotten in, in trouble for this over the past couple of years. Well, they'll go, they'll put you through three or four rounds and they'll go, all right, set us up with a fictional 30-day marketing plan for this new beer and then people will do it and then they won't get hired, but their plan will be implemented. At least maybe mm-hmm. it's varied slightly. I would never do this you, here. Here's a test project. Nope. Hire me or don't hire me. It's 20 bucks an hour. Remember $20 an hour. And right. you want me to do a, a two rounds and a test interview. Psych, psych your mind. Um, also <laughs> fill out the below questions in the link. There's no link. <laughs> They have zero, there's no link to their in their process <laughs> at all. Nothing in here to click on. Here are I the, love it. Here are the requirements for this job, quote unquote. Experience fast checking, experience fact checking for other publications. So that's your requirements to experience fact checking for other publications. Experience, experience fact check, whatever. Does that mean they I mean, want I guess, you to come with previous experience? I, I think so. Like reading that five times, I guess that's... Makes sense. So you must have had a really terrible job if you're leaving it to go to this <laughs> for for twenty bucks. Knowledge of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and theme park culture. What is theme park culture, by the way? Is it just wearing whatever you want and cutting in line when no one's looking? Because it's you... awful. <laughs> Ability to write in a clear, engaging, and informative tone. <laughs> that is ironic. Yeah. Good with systems and processes. Strong research skills. Yada yada yada. Very organized benefits. Here are the benefits. This is I was very curious about this. What do these people pay? Or what? Or if you're not paying twenty bucks, if you're not, if you're not paying salary, if you're only paying twenty bucks, you better be offering something primo benefits wise. The first benefit, first bullet point: work with an existing talented team. Okay. 
So the benefit is you get to oh, work. Oh, that's the benefit? That's the benefit. <laughs> I thought that was a requirement. No, oh, wow. these are benefits. Well, so the benefit is you get to work with them. You get to work with their talent. Right. You get to be exposed to us. Um, completely remote schedule, which, you know, that's cool. Location independence. Yeah, well, that's sort of... That is a benefit. It is, but it's sort of like you're basically saying it twice. And the last one, you'll be joining a high-level and fast-paced team working with exciting projects. No. You'll be joining a high-level and fat, a high-level team. I just the writing is terrible and you've already basically said that. You're working with an existing talented team. It just It's terrible. If you can't even write a job post clearly. Anyway, that's uh yeah. Oh, uh, posted 2 weeks ago, three applicants. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. That's the thing. They were like, "Oh, the first round if you make it to, like, <laughs> first round." Yeah. No one's applying to this. Yeah. God. Anyway, that's that's my big rant. I just I can't even with these people. And I thought it was very interesting that uh, this was that this is happening. That they have now six websites, and they're just they're they're buying in on ad revenue. You know, well, it's just I you know I understand the frustration, and I think the average fan may not care to the degree that we do. But like we're here doing this because mostly because we like it. Yes. And they're taking advantage of the same people that we're trying to reach. We're trying to reach them with, you know, spectro time segments and actual valid content that we spend time researching. And, you know, this news thing that we do, whatever, it's more of a humorous thing. It's a bit of fun. But they're taking advantage of people for their clicks. Yes. And I and it irks me because it's a it's a it's just a community of it's just a bunch of people who want to enjoy a theme park and they've turned it into something really they've perverted it in some way. And I really and now they have job openings and their and their job that that description, if it was for a Fortune 500 company, would annoy me, Mm -hmm. let alone for ITM, which has nothing to offer an employee like. Right. Because where are you going to go from this role? Like, let's say you're a, quote, journalist. You write blog posts for them. And you put that on a resume to go work, I don't know, wherever, dude, Slate Magazine. I don't know, whatever. They're going to take one look at your at your portfolio and go, wow, you really write clickbait with a lot of filler. You're not learning yeah. anything from there because everybody knows you get three paragraphs of faff and then you get one <laughs> sentence of actual content that is unrelated generally to the headline and you go what is this and then they they close it like their bounce rate on their on their articles must be astronomical oh it's got to be yeah because also it's one sentence within then it followed by a video correct yes and like 500 ads so and then also to be getting all this ad revenue and paying someone 20 bucks to fact check i don't know i just don't i don't know i don't like it it's it is weird and you know we do try to have a lot of fun on especially on this show but we also do try to to present Disney in, in the way that we see it. And I think it's realistic commentary. You know, we don't church anything up. We say our opinions. We've gotten razzed before about being too negative. But you know what? Everybody goes through ups and downs with their fandom for everything. You know what I mean? And sometimes the parks bring it on themselves. Like, the parks aren't perfect. Disney is not a perfect company. Iger is not a perfect boss. You know, he does a lot of stuff wrong. People just do stuff wrong, and I think it's good. I think it's healthy to have a conversation about what's good and what's bad about the thing that we like in hopes that we can either come to terms with it or figure out a way to fix it. Whatever it is, obviously, with Disney, we're not going to fix anything, but even just get information out there, and maybe you listeners have 
uh, the similar thoughts and you can sort of vibe with us and go, yeah, you know, that is kind of weird. And just keep the topic healthy and, and, and growing, you know, but we don't really go on and on and on about it. These people are a different poison, man. It is it is bad. It's bad. Well, yeah. And I think, like I said, I, I don't think that they have a relationship with their audience and whether – Yes, I've I know I've gone negative and been annoyed, but at least you're getting my authentic self. Right. Yes. Like I'm who are not, these people, right? I'm not faking any of this. Yeah. If I say it, I generally feel it or I'm trying to be funny. But like there's nothing that is there's nothing that I'm saying that's trying to to bamboozle you or bait and switch you or it's this is all just me and my thoughts. Right. And I'm trying to make do it in a somewhat entertaining and informative way. And that's all I have. There's no bait and switch here. Whereas there's such a, there's, there's literally no respect for their audience at all. And to me, this is about a relationship with the audience. Like I want them to hear me and know that what I'm saying is actually how I think. And that I'm trying to provide them with some sort of level of entertainment. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we, we can go on our website and I could bog that thing down with ads or like on our podcast, I could put three or four different ads in there. Um, but I don't because I, I, I respect the, I respect that relationship a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we need to, we need to make some money to keep everything going. So there's a couple apps. Sure. I'm not going to shy away from that, but I'm also not going to like drown you in them because I think it's rude. I think it's super rude, man. And like any website I see that I just click off it. I could, could be super interesting article. I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to do it. Just not going to do it. So right. Uh, anyway, whatever. Blah blah blah. Six websites out there and growing apparently. So if you're a fact checker and you want to work for twenty bucks an hour, um, <laughs> doing whatever, you can apply. Let us know how it goes, man. Yeah, and if you don't, if you but if you don't want to do that, and you happen to be a physician and you want to keep two people from going off the edge, meaning me and Jason, you and you want to do it for free. You could be the official <laughs> ears up doctor who, yes, on we call. were talking about this before. This is totally because we were talking about this before the show. So anyone yeah. listening to the pod right now would be like, what is he talking about? But we were talking about how crazy we are. But we should hire, we want to hire for free a physician to keep on call to take our calls at any moment of the day and I, tell me that I'm not dying. I think that term is called internship. <laughs> well, you know, but I, but I don't you want to intern, intern a doctor. I want a fully fledged physician. <laughs> With at least ten years of cardiology experience, experience. <laughs> you know, cardiology experience <laughs> and oncology, everything, all of it. I need all yeah. of it, and yeah. I need to be. Uh, and they have to be willing to take my calls at all times. Tell you what, if your cardiologist is looking to start a podcast, we'll do work for free in exchange for labor, <laughs> in exchange oh, for being on call. No, but honestly, actually, if you uh, if look, if you know anybody who's in social media and wants to like start editing videos and stuff, I don't have time for it. I have a hard time editing my voice. But I need to I need to be doing more like TikTok videos and Instagram reels and stuff like that. So uh, you know, hook me up if you uh, if you know anybody looking to do any work in social media for Ears Up Podcast for very little money twenty dollars an hour. Not even. I wish I <laughs> I wish I made enough money to pay someone twenty bucks an hour. That'd right. be awesome. Um, yeah, people here are lucky if they get twenty bucks a month. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, just to end on a depressing note. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I know we got other shows coming up. I don't really know what's going on, so whatever. Check the website uh, for all our recent shows and uh, leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail right now. I do have feedback. <gasps> oh, my God. I forgot about the voicemails. Yeah. I got to get back on it. You do. Absolutely. Oh, I absolutely. love leaving those voicemails. That's the best. And if you're looking to uh, 
go on a Disney cruise, check out our last show with Terrence. Terrence came back and did a nice little, uh, nice little ditty, nice little number on his experience on the Disney Wish, which is very cool. A lot of fun. Good Terrence time. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, until next time, we'll see you in the parks.